It's a Friday, although we're mixing crap. Where's he at? I don't know. Where's the big dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, for the podcast crowd, it says help on a sign from Kratzy with a frightened face. And, and I like the Big League Chew shirt as well. That looks fresh. Great. Cool. see that. What's, well, uh, what's going on? Where the hell are you? I'm in the, uh, I'm in the corner. I, I'm in timeout for two hours. I'm at the corner and I'm down in Virginia right now visiting, visiting my mother-in-law, visiting my sisters. They live down here. So get to, get to do the show on the road. Yeah, I love that. Well, you sound fantastic. And just cool. like I told Max Muncy the other day, your internet connection is elite. Okay, so Thank keep you. it that way, please, for two Thank hours. We deal. have Mark Bowman from MLB.com. He covers the Atlanta Braves big following. Braves country is nuts Dude. because they're so good. They did a great job building that ballpark and the whole town around it. I mean, anything goes on, like, because I'm very hooked to Twitter these days, and Braves world is commenting left and right. It's awesome. And that game last night was the game, maybe the game of the year so far. It was phenomenal. I mean, the plays that were made, uh, the, the catch by Soto in the outfield, Oof. I mean, everything you could think of. Um, the, the freeze, which we'll get into later. He needs to pick <laughs> it up. That's the, only, that's the only problem I got with the Braves right now <laughs> is the freeze. But, yeah, it was phenomenal. It just seems like the Braves get better and better each year. There's names you're like, oh, yeah, they're good. But and the next thing you know, they're batting 300 or they're pitching. Their ERA is phenomenal. But um, they're just doing it, man. Their fans are everywhere. They're kind of like the Yankees a little bit now. Watch out. There's a lot of Braves fans everywhere. Well, and you know, because in the South, there's a lot of states that don't have teams. And yes. the Braves also had the whole Turner thing yeah. for a lot of people growing up where yeah. they were on TBS. Mm-hmm. I, I used to see it's like you could watch the Braves every night. Mm-hmm. They were on TBS. It was easier for me to watch the Braves than it was to watch the Mets or the Yanks. The Who's channel this? was Who's easier. this? Ready? Not batting for your Braves, Chipper Jones. Is that good or no? <laughs> That's really that good. Wasn't bad. I try to remember. I forget the, what the, what was the announcer's name. Oh my God, who was the head announcer back in the day? That was good. Who was it, Kratzy? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. I didn't have cable, man. I had, we just had the local, <laughs> local, local you didn't channels. Have cable growing up? Are you joking? No, I didn't have cable, man. We got. I, I graduated from high school, and my Wait, parents what? got cable like Come on, man. one this week later. Into the day, you grew up without cable. Jeff, five uh, channels. We had, yeah, we had antennas, so we might have had seven channels. We were, we were doing it. You didn't have ESPN? Not a chance. Is he, he's got some Amish in him? What, what is he's going on here? Be a little Amish. Yeah, no, just no, no cable, man. Had to be outside. God bless you. What man. was the reasoning? Was it, was it not wanting to pay the bill? Was it, hey, we don't want the kids going on TV all day? There had to be something behind this. I mean, this. I, I think it was definitely the kids being on, on TV all day. You know, they had, to set my, they had to set screen time limits before screen time limits were a thing for me. You know, I wanted to be on the Nintendo all the time. But no, nah, man, like cable was maybe, – maybe some of it had to do with the, the cost of cable. But our TV was in the basement, so it was like it wasn't in the main room. And – no, all, all I really – I didn't watch a ton of TV. I watched as much as I could, but no. No, no cable. I know it, it, sounds, it sounds crazy, but no cable. Yeah, you do a show with someone every day. You learn some crazy Oof. shit. God bless you, It's man. real. Hey, We're getting what? real on Friday. I got to be honest with you. I, I love it now with all the electronics going on now. We need to start incorporating that, man. Get outside more to these young kids. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, you can watch Foul Territory on your phone outside. Boom. It's fine. Or just no yeah, put it on. <laughs> you know, blast it, blast it on there and play the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's get right to it, okay? Because there's a lot of news to cover, and then we've got our interviews. Mm. So, Todd Frazier, we have a problem. Here we go. 
man. <laughs> this is a good one. Hey, yeah, yeah. We, let, let's set it up first. Cause I, I'll set bring it. you, you know, because sometimes yeah. you sit in your Don seat and I bring you the problem, okay? How you doing? Let's go. Okay. So, Todd Father, I got mm. an issue here. Mm -hmm. I'm selling jersey patches. Cool, right? We, we all want to make money. Yeah, we right? do. We love yeah, money. We, do. we got space on the jersey. We're not going to overflow it. Just, but right, just right A little here. patch right, right here, there. okay? Here's the problem. So it's a little unique. Mm -hmm. It's a hospital. It's New York Presbyterian. Okay, Beautiful. Fine, right? Beautiful. The patch is huh. like a double whopper. It, it takes <laughs> up the whole damn arm, oh, you know? Oh, boy. And this isn't the steroid <laughs> era anymore, so we now have, you know, biceps that are taking up the entire uniform from everyone. New York <sighs> Presbyterian has the biggest damn patch I've ever seen. They're getting uh, more pub. They're getting their money's worth in the first five seconds. So what are we doing here? This is going to be on the Mets jerseys? <laughs> Bring us over here again. Here's the, here's the issue, folks. When you're throwing a ball, you don't want to be worrying about your arm sleeve. So first, Stevie Cohen, we, Cohen, we got to minimize the size of this one. Let's minimize the size. Second off, you said it yourself. The colors are, are more like Philly colors. So we're going to have to change the color, too, to more Mets appropriate, like you said. So I've heard some comments on here. You know these New York fans are funny. The I heard somebody say the patch is going to ruin arm momentum. Kids are going to be having <laughs> surgery with the weight of this thing. Let's just minimize it. Presbyterian, God bless you. You're getting a lot of pub right now. This is all you needed right here. And you know what? It's the New York Mets, as usual. Something <laughs> always happens. <laughs> Fix the patch, Stevie Cohen. I know you will. Talk to the guy who got that patch first off. And, you know, we'll talk to him later. Might, might, need, to be re might need to be removed. <laughs> and that's my business. So come and bring him to me. I'll give him a good talk. And maybe I'll give him a warning. But, yes, <laughs> fix that patch, man. Holy cow. <laughs> That was epic. Oh, man. I have some support for that, too. So we have a couple tweets that we'll run through. Yes. I, I did hear that they're – oh, this is my favorite, actually. Laura Albanese. Um, so also part of, of the Mets agreement, fans who deliver a baby at New York Presbyterian facilities will be given a Mets onesie. And so many people were responding like, wait, oh, are they God. serious or are they kidding? And then this is great. Babe, babe, I know Mount Sinai is closer. <laughs> But can you hold it so we can make it to Presbyterian <laughs> for the Mets onesie? Hey, they are. Hey, listen, you want your kid to have a onesie? You know where to go. New York Presbyterian, <laughs> you're doing it up. God bless you, man. Keep doing good things, and this is even better. Let's go. They look like they look like they look like NASCAR. Like that patch was absolutely ginormous. They wouldn't have to, especially. I think twenty isn't twenty. Uh, Pete Alonso, isn't that the... Yes. yes, he is. He doesn't need to wear that stupid elbow guard anymore. He's just got that patch. <laughs> He's got the patch guard by Evo Shield. Yeah, it's tough. You, you remember when you used to get the soccer? You get the soccer yes. patches from the other team yes. like after them, they gave it to you. Whenever I got the big one, I was excited. You know, I was juiced. But now it's like, all right, the... Wait, wait, you can't. Like, for me, I got... My arms aren't big enough. The patch would be like this. Like, come on, man. That'll bother the heck out of me. So, again... We're in the big leagues. It's an easy adjustment. Just like the rules changes, we're going to make the adjustments, Steve. The only thing, and I know the Mets will make the adjustment. The mm. thing that I was uh, reflecting back on was during the World Baseball Classic, we hammered the Great Britain jerseys. Yes. And they never fixed them. They never yeah, fixed those Great Britain jerseys. It's like, but you work with places that could swing a jersey together in five seconds, and we never fixed it. But those. it was in the front, so you got room to move, move maneuver, the shirts going yeah. back and forth. The side, I mean, it's just a new – every time you make a move, like you're feeling it. Here, you got movement. You, you can you know, pop it out a little bit, but this, 
This is for life. Well, here's uh, the question, right? This is for life. That's that's for the money maker. <laughs> yeah. So should there even be patches there? Like, would they bother you? Even if it's half the size, they're going to bother you because you feel it? Or would you rather have it, like, somewhere here? You know, I, I think it's something where they take the jersey and hand sew it on. Like, without... You know, put the Presbyterian church, uh, church, Jesus, Presbyterian. Like printed on. Hospital, yeah, printed on. Why, why is it not a print? Yeah, I, that, that's where I'm confused. But It's 2023. We can't put a print on? We got to put an actual. They didn't buy the whole season. Suburb. Uh, Too much work. Soccer patch Too on Too much there? work. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's confusing, but like I said, make the adjustment. Yes. That's all. That's Uncle it. Steve's on it. Yeah. Okay. He said there's already an agreement in place to alter the new yes. uniform patch for New York Press. They're Philly colors. It should be more Met appropriate. St- Stevie yes. knows. Oh, he knows. You yeah. know, he gets it. There'll be, there'll be a conversation just but like let, we had here. Yes. But let me, let me ask this question. Let me take the other side of it. Like, is Presbyterian, are they, uh, are they like, hey, we paid for this size. Like, we want the full billboard. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what they're, you know, they're like, well, we paid for this. For the four and a half inches? Yeah, they pay. They paid for all of it. Like, you know, is there some kind of agreement? Hey, if you if you make it smaller, you know, we gotta get two patches. We gotta get a patch on the hat too, like right on the side. There, there definitely could be. Like, maybe there was an agreement to have that size. So, uh, that's another adjustment to be made. I'm calling yeah. them though if they're complaining about that, which they won't. And I'm saying you already got. 5x your return based on the story alone because they did nothing wrong they're just a hospital saying we want to buy a patch they've done absolutely nothing wrong next problem i have our our friends our partners at BetMGM throwing this tweet we were going back and forth last night on a number of things but i like this one who will be the best pitcher in baseball in five years and i replied and said we'd cover it on the show today so who wants to start kratzy you got a guy for us best pitcher in baseball in five years is Man, after I even said it when we talked about it, you know, I feel like the easy one is just going right down to Miami to Sandy Alcantara. Mm-hmm. But for for discussion's sake, I think our mind always goes to always goes to starting pitchers. Like, don't sleep on Emmanuel Classe. Like a closer that's gonna be around in five years, thirty years old. Like he could be. He could be an Edwin Diaz type of closer. So it's not just, you know, your Logan Gilbert, somebody that I thought of too, was, you know, kind of on the come up in in Seattle. But, I you know, I really – I have a tough time betting against anybody but Sandy right now because he's, he's a workhorse and he gets after. He's already got one Cy Young. He could be – in five years, he'd be looking at his third one. I, before we get to ours, I heard there was some back and forth, or I saw it too, between you and – Bet MGM because somebody named Chuckles goes probably Kratz and they said what a career arc that would be and then you replied I'm a great BP pitcher. Do you Appreciate throw a great BP? P- oh, all catchers do. Luscious do, BP. Right? That's yeah. like a well-known, unwritten rule kind of thing. If yeah. you got a catcher out there, oh, it's, it's really the it's it's the arm slot. It's the you know your short arm slot. It's always going to be four seam. You're never getting some random cut. And yeah, it's, it's Lush's BP. You can ask the boys at doc, the high school I coach at it's legit BP. There's, there's very few things I, I boast about besides my TikTok legacy and my <laughs> batting practice. <laughs> the legacy continues just like the masters. 
Yes. Beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> Who you got? Who's your best pitcher I, in five I mean, years in the sport? Remember, it's five years down the road. Like, I was looking up. Think, Sandy's 32 in five yeah. years, which is still fine. But I'm yeah. saying, like, you know, guys regress at some point. You could call me crazy, but I'm I'm sticking with Shohei Otani, man. I, I still think – I don't care what age he is. Uh, the Japanese, they age well, man. They're like fine wine. So, I'm going to stick with him. People like, ah, they might say he might injuries, this and that, with the arm hitting a lot on him. But I, I don't see him slowing down for one. And I just see him keep getting better and better. So for me, it has to be Shohei. And, you know, eventually, what, we never know what's going to happen. Maybe he just becomes a hitter. I mean, maybe he just becomes a pitcher. I don't see that. But what he's doing right now, I could see in five years still being the same. I got Spencer Strider. I'll go Strider at 24. In five years, he'll be 29. And he's just getting going in terms of figuring himself out as a pitcher. Yeah. He only needed to use two pitches last year. Yeah. Now he's starting to mix in the changeup a little bit more. I mean, five years from now, he might have four pitches. I got his rookie card signed, so that's that's a good sign for I me. got you. I appreciate exactly. that. And right now, odds-wise, for NL Cy Young as of last night, mm -hmm. the favorite was Alcantara. Of course. And Strider was two. That's Strider awesome. looked filthy yeah. last night. The yeah. only thing that would hold him back on the short term from, say, winning a side this year, in yeah. my mind, is if the Braves are still being careful with him. You know, like, guy sure. in his low to mid-20s, sure. they're like, eh, you know, we don't want to get too close to 200 or too far over 200 innings where Alcantara's going to – Alcantara's on the Marlins. He's going to go, listen, we're not making the playoffs. Get the hell off my mound. I'm going nine today. <laughs> exactly. Strider doesn't have the same pull because they're going to yeah. go, hey, dude, you got to play an extra month of baseball. Exactly. But in five years – when he can just rack up 215 innings or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I think it could be, it could be some young something. cat coming up all of a sudden in, in, in like three years. Yes. Boom. Just taking off. Like kind of like, um, you know, DeGrom kind of did. Or Strider. Kinda, last year, no one yeah. was talking about well, him. Yeah, until... he, I think, yeah, he did great. But same time, like, yeah, we weren't really like, and he's still not, I don't think he's still in that conversation yet. Okay. Of being like, oh, listen, he's top five. Don't you don't think he's a Cy Young contender in the National League? I, I, I didn't say that. I, I do. Not yet. It's, we, no? it's game. He's only pitched two games. I, I want. I want to see more over the long haul, Eric. I mean, at the I, end of the day, you know, career years. He he's still got a lot, long way to go for me. I think. I think you look at a guy. I, I equate him to a hitter who is just absolutely unleashing everything he's got on every swing. And I think Strider's fastball. Everybody's fastball regresses except for Justin Verlander and anybody in the early 2000s. Like, <laughs> your fastball regresses when you're already at 99 to 100. And if this change-up thing, you know, if it, if it hits, yeah, great. You know, he's going to need to mix that in. But that fastball, all of a sudden, you saw what happens when it gets flat. It, the ball was flying in the playoffs. Like, it was, he, couldn't, he couldn't shut it down. And I think a guy like Strider – He's got to really be able to work on that secondary stuff to be what we're talking about, like a top five pitcher. And I would agree with you, Todd. I don't think he's a top five pitcher right now. I would, I would take the field if you're if you're taking Strider for the Cy Young. I'm taking the field. Well, duh. That was the easiest comment I've ever heard coming Cold out. Like, take. like he said that so smooth, like. I'm taking the field. I'm like, taking the rest is, of the pitchers. On I'm the waiting planet. for a comment. Like, why aren't you saying the same thing? Well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Hey, no no doubt. doubt. Hey. My thing is, hey. I don't think the fastball, though, I get it, is going to decline <laughs> in his 20s still. Like, we see it start to dip. I could see, yeah, a guy like that, he's in his early 30s, and you're like, hey, now he's only sitting 93, 4, 5, whatever. But 
for me, I just think five years from now, now, if you ask me seven years from now, the answer might be different, but five years from now, I could see it, especially if he adds to his repertoire and because of the zip he has on his fastball. I mean, last year, what he was able to do really with two pitches and often he would just use the, the heater for basically the first few innings yeah. um, to me is special. So yes, there's injury risk and there's fastball reliant risk. But that's where I look at a guy like him, and I'm like, I think he can punch out the world. That's the other important part for me. I think, and this is crazy, front offices are going to value swing and miss out of pitchers more than ever because of shift restrictions, in my opinion, because there are balls already getting through that weren't getting through before. So if you're a contact guy, I just think that's the way front office brains think. Every time a ball is put in play, there's a risk that something can happen. Yeah. If a ball is not put in play because my dude's striking out the world, then he is more valued to me. That was already the case. Yeah. Now base hits are coming through left and right. Like you see a little dribbler and it gets through the infield or up the middle's back, which is cool. But that means if you're a contact guy, they're going to ding you. So for me, that's what gives Strider a little more oomph. What do you think, I don't, Brad? I don't think also, I don't... Wait, one more thing. In the playoffs, he was coming off. He hadn't pitched for like a month and a half. And then he just – Oh, here you're back. And I think they, he had it for like what, three innings. And I would have been like, okay, good. You're done. You haven't pitched more. I mean, he hadn't pitched at all in a long time. They should have just pulled the plug quicker. I, I, and I'm not saying his velocity is going to go down. When I say a, a downtick in his fastball, what you see is you see guys that are like that, that don't have that secondary solidified, you know, a third pitch that you can throw in there, maybe 10 to 15% of the time that fastball they catch up to it and not that they're catching up to his 99. It's just the same perceived velocity is not the same. And you just get that down tick in, you know, I would say in three years from now, Strider has to make adjustments being a shorter pitcher too, that are going to keep his fastball relevant. You know, is he going to throw one that cuts a little bit? Is he going to throw one, you know, is he going to mix in that change up 15 to 20% of the time? That's where I'm seeing it. I don't think his velocity is going to go down in the next five years. And I hate when guys are like, oh, well, you never know about injury. Like every single person we bring up today, you don't know about injury. There's yes. nobody. That's always – that's a mute point. That's like my saying, I'll take the field over Strider. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's mute. Which brings us to MLB.com's Mark Bowman joining us right now. Great follow on Twitter too. MLB Bowman is the Twitter handle. Mark, great to talk to you. Are you hung over from last night? I mean, that was freaking wild. Game, <laughs> I said game. game of the year so far. I mean, even if you're not a Braves fan, which I'm just watching everything, um, it was the Padres played great too. It was just an awesome game. How you doing? Super, super game. I mean, you know, you look at it. You know, if I'm going to make my world or uh, NLCS prediction right now, it's the Padres and, and Braves, and the two teams played like it last night. It, it's uh, Strider was phenomenal. I know he, he gave up the homer to Carpenter down in the zone, a pitch down the zone. And then, um, you know, the, the Kirby Yates had a rough eighth inning there. They, they gave up – the Padres got the two-run lead, and the, the Braves battled back like they, they have so often. You know, we, we look at this Braves lineup, and we say it could be the National League's best because of all the power. But look at the, all the two-strike hits last night. Look at the uh, discipline they showed as, when they – uh, Chase Snell there in the fourth inning. And, and just, uh, you know, for Rosario to come off the bench, there's there's a lot of guys that can hit 30 homers, but also within this lineup, you know, you got to like the plate discipline. And I, I think this is why this could be one of the uh, best teams the Braves have had. And, you know, certainly uh, in recent memory and maybe of all time. Yeah, that's great, man. How's everything going with uh, Strider? So we saw him last night. 
He looked absolutely phenomenal um, for his first two starts. Uh, what's your impressions on him, especially having a, a great year at the end of the year last year and now coming into his own a little bit? It's incredible to think of what, what he did last year with basically one year of professional experience and then to, to throw, uh, you know, make close to, you know, go pitch, use, use as a starter for the final four months of last year and to put up the 200 strikeout season. Um, you saw it last night that the slider was, was just filthy. He, you know, he's, he's spotting 97 on the black. He's also spotting, you know, the, uh, the slider, you know, I think they swung, I think the Padres swung at 11 sliders last night and whiffed on eight. And then they, they looked at another eight or nine for called strikes. It, it, it's, we, we talk about that 98, 99, but, but just to, you know, the, the sliders is just as much a bastard pitch as, as the, uh, as that fastball is. So, um, you know, he is, it's just a lot of fun to watch him pitch every five days. It, it, it's going to be fun to, to see him grow. He, he's got a little bit of, uh, he's got a much higher pitching IQ than you expect from somebody with this much experience. It's, it's fun to hear him talk mainly because he's able to simplify the, the art of pitching at, at such a, a young age. And uh, it's nice to be able to throw, you know, hundred mile per hour BBs, but at the same time, he, he understands where to spot it and how to keep himself ready uh, to prepare every five days. It's, it's just a fun, uh, you know, not only fun to, to watch him pitch every five days, but to see him prepare our question of the day, which was kicked around last night on Twitter, is who is the best pitcher in baseball five years from now? And Todd Father went with Otani. Kratz went with Alcantara. And we got to keep in mind age, right? I looked up. Alcantara's still only going to be 32. Strider would be 29 at that point. There are other candidates as well, like, say, a Dylan Cease. I think the question also came up because of Grayson Rodriguez of the Orioles making his debut this week. You're biased, but... I yeah. said, Spencer Strider, do you agree with me? I'll be honest. After these first two starts, what I'm seeing, it's it, it, the stuff feels real. The, the the delivery feels real. I remember a couple of years ago, 2016, I think I had covered the, uh, whatever whatever year Bumgarner faced uh, Sendergaard in that wild card game. So, you know, just Sendergaard was great that year. And the Braves opened up in New York the next year, and I – I predicted that Cindergar was going to win the Cy Young that, that year and watched him on opening day and he threw, you know, I don't know, a bunch of sliders at 92. And I walked, you know, the subway that, that day and I was like, there's no way this guy wins Cy Young. He's not going to stay healthy. That's the, that's the difference between with Strider. I, I think that, you know, this guy has power stuff, but the mechanics are so good. I, I think he can stay healthy. So, yeah, I, I probably would lean towards him, you know, still being at, uh, at that elite level and maybe being the, the game's best pitcher here five years from now. Why do you feel like, is it because you're drinking the Atlanta juice that uh, you feel like he's going to, like, do you have a crystal ball? Why, why is he going to stay healthy? Is it because he's got big legs and really tight pants? I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just looking at those mechanics and saying he could, he could stay healthy. But like you were, like you said, you never know. And that's a hell of a risk they took giving him the, the you know, the contract they did, um, you know, at the end of last year with, without, uh, you know, it. Any anytime you you project a pitcher, you know, uh, five six years from now, you don't know. Uh, you know, I maybe maybe he is injured, but yeah, I, I just think that his his mechanics are simple. Um, we'll see. You know, he's already had Tommy John, um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, he he could be injured. Well, we never know. And Mark, it seems like the only thing the Braves aren't doing right is the freeze, man. My man, they need to figure something out. I know you're at the games, like maybe. 
maybe start at like one, two, three, go. Like you can't be you can't be giving some of these guys or find fans that are just not don't look like they can run. These guys are, are zooming out there. So I, Braves I keep winning and the freeze keeps losing. So what's going on here? <laughs> I thought that guy was fading about center field last night. So okay, he's got him. And the guy just kept going. So you, you have to wonder, I mean, is is the freeze, I mean, is is he getting to that point where maybe they need to get a you know, put some more new water in the in the freezer and create create a new piece of ice there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that's you know, I I'd say he's been beat four or five times here uh, going back to last year's All Star break. So uh, that is entertaining to see the you know when the fans do win there. But it it's always been a fun promotion. But it, but you're right. The the uh, this guy isn't as uh, invincible as uh, you know as he seemed to be there at the beginning of the promotion. Mark, go to, go to my guy, Anthopolis. Like, is he, is he a incredible, I wrote it down so I didn't forget. Is he an incredible negotiator, an incredible GM, or is he just in the right spot with the right owner and, you know, the whole new stadium and everything? What, what, what is he, what is he doing and what is, you know, what are some of his missteps? Because it doesn't seem like he has any missteps. And I love Anthopolis from the times when I was with the Blue Jays. Yeah, well, you know, we just kind of look at, I, I do think that there, there, there's a, a, just a great environment here, you know, with the battery, the stadium, the city of Atlanta. I think, if, you know, players do want to, to be here. Uh, Snicker is a guy that, that players, I'm sure you guys kind of heard, you know, while you were playing and some players maybe talk about him or maybe cross past somebody that, that, uh, you know, knew of this guy who's just a baseball lifer, you know, you, the baseball lifers are rooting for Brian Snicker and, you know, Rob Thompson, these guys that, that truly have lived the life, know the game and, and know how difficult the game is to play. You know, and I think that's the, the big thing is, uh, you know, with the, the environment that, Snit and Anthopolis have been able to create within that clubhouse. And like I said, you got the battery and everything. And, and yeah, I think Alex, you talk to him, he, he you know, he, he has that, he has a way with words and he's able to convince you of, of things that maybe you, you go into the conversation, um, you know, you, whether you're talking about who's going to be the shortstop this year or whatever, you, you come away going, okay, I, I get what he's saying. You know, he, he is a – I'm sure he is very good at the negotiating table uh, because he, he does get his point across, and, and he's a good guy. Um, you know, this is a – you know, have they hit – have they been very fortunate? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously the Acuna deal looks great. The the Albies deal looks great. I think, you know, Austin Riley, we will see what happens over the 10 years. That one looks good. Michael Harris, that looks good. Strider, we'll see. You know, if you, you're asking for one misstep – it would be exactly that deal that he waited and really didn't want to do until February of what was that 2021 when he went ahead and re-signed Azuna. You, you know, you look at when that deal was made, you can tell that he was sitting there going, I know we need a power hitter. I don't want to double down on Marcel's short 2020 season. You know, you don't want to, you know, yeah, he was good over 60 games. Can he do it again? He didn't want to sign that deal. You could feel it. And, you know, if, if that was, that, that certainly is his misstep right now. So everyone has one. They're able to, you know, you know maybe maybe Yozuna does just enough, you know, to, you know, warrant keeping him this year. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, they give him some playing time here these first six weeks. And if he doesn't uh, 
perform, they'll eat that contract. He's got about $37 million left right now. I know you brought up Michael Harris, um, awkward slide, lower back problem. Um, as for Braves fans out there, are we looking for you know a lot more time, maybe an injured injured list there? I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. You know, there was a, the last week of spring training, he missed a, a game with a sore back, came back, played the next day. Uh, the other night, or the, let's see, Wednesday afternoon in, in St. Louis, he banged against the wall going back for a, a Goldschmidt fly ball there, home run. Um, but he banged against the wall there. And um, and then that, that slide last night, I think he tweaked it. I, I'd say this. if It's cold and rainy here tonight. I wouldn't be surprised to see him sitting in it. Cold and rainy again tomorrow. Uh, maybe maybe two days. But uh, I, I don't see it being more than that. I know, I know you're a big Braves fan. This is a real quick one here, and then I'll get to my question. But it looks like a Pirates, looks like a Pirates art thing behind you there. Like, is that <laughs> no, a it's is that an abstract pirate art, or is that construction? Uh, it's. I was downstairs in the glare. The lights weren't good. That were you know all my uh, Penguins, Steelers, and uh, Pirates stuff is because I am actually from up in that neck of the woods, Wheeling, West Virginia. But no, this oh, is. Yeah. This is just my wife's piece of art here. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what it is. Okay, no, my question. <laughs> well, I don't know about art. <laughs> that's that's fine. Hey, you look you you look great with it. The hair matches the art and everything. I'm <laughs> I'm digging it, especially since you're a pirate guy. You're you're a Pittsburgh guy, look, but I won't tell anybody 19, else. 1992. I was at the University of Dayton watching Game Seven, and I, it was probably the worst moment of my life. So I yes, I have covered the Braves for. Uh, you know, whatever this is, 23 years now, and I constantly have to see highlights of the night that hit Sid slid. So that's my that's my uh, life uh, sentence right there. That's your that's your life burden. I get that. Yeah. Let's go on to somebody that I absolutely love, and that's the little O playing shortstop right now, Orlando Arcia. The I mean, just he's never upset. He, he wants to catch every fly ball, every pop-up that's out there, and he's filled with so much energy. I was so happy when he got back to the big leagues. Now he's a starting shortstop for the Braves. What, what, is it, what is it that you're hearing or seeing from him as a Brave? And, and now, you know, he's been the spark plug. I mean, he was the hero last night. Yeah, no, it's it's a great story. I loved what Matt Olson said last night. It's, he said it's hard not to root for this guy. You know what he went through the last couple of years where, you know, he, he uh, you know, kind of the Brewers pushed him aside, moved him to third and trade him and, and it comes to Atlanta and has to fill a backup role. Here's a guy that just a couple of years ago, he was, you know, top 10 prospect. Top, I think it was 2016. Uh, you know, he he's always been able to play defense. Uh we haven't seen him as an everyday player here a lot. We saw it a little bit last year when Ozzy Albies got hurt and he played second base. And there were times where you you wondered if the scouts and evaluators were were right and saying he's better off, you know, being a role player. You know, playing, but you know, can he handle the start? You know, an everyday role for two weeks at a time, three weeks at a time, sure. But then he he gets into these laws. Um, right now, I you know, there's not anything wrong. You know. He is their best defense. He was their best defensive option for sure heading into camp. I really never bought into the whole Von Grissom going to be the shortstop thing. He, he doesn't have the range to play the position. He came all the way from A-ball to the big leagues and had a couple good weeks last year. And, and then, But I, I really thought that he needed to develop, you know, not only defensively, and I don't even know if he ever can, you know, 
get to that point where you're comfortable with him from a defensive standpoint as an everyday shortstop. And then the other guy was Braden Shoemake, who has never really hit at the big league or at the minor league level. And you wanted to go ahead and you definitely need, he definitely needs at least another month or two of bats at at AAA level. So you always knew that Arcia was the, the safest bet or, you know, he could do the job. He, he's the guy who could get you through a month and maybe Shoemake and, uh, develops the bat enough that, that he becomes the everyday guy. But right now, you got to love what Orlando's doing because he's he's showing why just six, seven years ago, he was such a highly touted prospect. You, you saw what he did in, in Milwaukee in 2018 postseason. They had a bunch of big home runs up there. Um, he's taking advantage of the moment right now, and you, you, you love stories like that. And You, it, you know, I, I think you probably – you guys may have crossed paths with him, and, it, you know, He's just a fun-loving guy. It's, it's it's cool to see guys that have that much fun uh, with the game have success like this. Mark, I've got one for you about the business of baseball. So the Braves have an awesome ballpark. They've built the whole, basically, town around their ballpark. Games are going to be shorter now, okay? So if it's, say, a two-hour, 20-minute game because you got Strider going up against Scherzer or something like that, this team's going to be even richer. I mean, they might spend even more. Think about it, right? Like you're getting the gate, you're getting the people in there. Maybe they come early, but then even more incentive if the game's done at like nine ten. Some people are out with their buddies. They go, they go hit the bars or the restaurants. So, do they have like the best setup in baseball to thrive profit wise as an organization? I think so. I, you know, it's it's the blueprint for that everyone else you know wants to to create. We went outside of. Uh, D.C. here this past weekend, and you saw how that's all built up around there. And that's nice that they have all the restaurants and they have condos and they have the bars. But you know what? They don't own that those restaurants and those bars. The Braves own all this property here, the, the battery. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a cash cow. It, it is, you're, you're going to see, I think, you know, St. Louis has the area out there in the left center field, uh, you know, whatever they call that out there. And you're going to see other teams try to, to duplicate this, but uh, for the Braves to have the hotels, the restaurants, the bars, the guys, when they were, you know, a lot of them stayed there uh, in the condos and apartments around there during the 2020 season. And they, they played in front of an empty stadium and they walked back to, to their houses, you know, from the stadium, the bars and the restaurants are packed and they're sitting here going, well, just outside here, you got all these, these fans that are sitting here watching our games out here at the bars and uh, you know, um, you know, we, we played in front of an empty stadium. But what I'm saying that is even 2020 when, you know, the world was shut down, that the battery still thrived and, and the Braves uh, made a lot of money there and they, they will continue to do so. I, I don't know if any of you were there for the World Series in 2021, but that place was an absolute zoo. I will remember walking out, out there in right center field and looking out. And I, you couldn't see cement. I mean, you couldn't. There was that many people just out there eating, drinking and having fun. Lastly, on having fun for me. I saw a big ass hat in the dugout yesterday. I, I, it was like one of the times that I ran to the bathroom and I came back and Kelly Crawler does a great job on the broadcast was like starting to explain it, but I missed some of it. I was on the app, so I can't rewind, which is another issue. But um, I heard a fan might've given it to someone. And now is this going to be the new celebration? And, and that's from what? Brian Robinson's company, the, the Redskins, uh, or not the Redskins, what are they now? The Commanders running back? Yeah, I, I think so. I need to get a little. I, last night was the first time I'd seen it. You know, first I think it's just something that that popped up here at home. So I need to learn a little bit more about it here when I get to the clubhouse today. And also, the other thing I, I, I'm getting questions about is this little 
Maybe I'm getting old, but the the the, the two small, you know, their their uh, gestures that these guys are doing, I need to catch up on that one too. So uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> it's all fun and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, the whole stirred up and that stuff, that's easy. And now I get now I got to feel figure out what this hat is and what too small is, and you know, I guess I, I'm just getting old. Last <laughs> thing I got for you, I'm gonna I'm gonna mimic an announcer from the Braves. I want you to tell me who it was, okay? All right. Can we do that this quick little game yeah. with you real quick? So now batting for your Braves, Chipper Jones. <laughs> Good old Skip. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. The All right. We were trying to figure out who it was because uh, I, I used to, yes, I used to get him down all the time, you know, with that, <laughs> that little like Kermit the Frog kind of voice he had there a little bit. So I'm glad you helped me out with that one. I appreciate it. <laughs> you, you grew up watching TBS, right? Yes, I did. Yes. Yes. Of yeah, course. Skip. Skip was the best. It's uh, you know, it's cool to you know. I was glad to be able to re- be around him there first seven or eight right. years doing this job. And then he had Chip. Chip was yeah, the greatest Chip, broadcaster yeah. Yeah, until this past season. I love his his energy is unbelievable. Yeah. Every every time they had a home run, everybody like he gets into it. I love that. You stuff. know, he moved though. He's caught. He's with now. the car. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah a, that's, that's a, some. That's a shame. There's been some I don't transactions know the whole story. moving around. I don't know the story, but I. I, I, that, that's I don't like know the story. Affair. I have a theory, but um, <laughs> another day, another day. Uh, yeah, and it's nothing against Chip. It's, yeah. it's it's a it's a positive story for him. Okay. Anyway, not going to get anyone in trouble for the, we do yeah. every day. So for the last ten seconds here, Mark, it was awesome having you on. This was great. Really appreciate the time. I mean, you and me used to talk all the time on the rundown on MLB Network. So got that feel to it. We appreciate man. Appreciate you, man. All right, guys, it was fun. Thank you. Let me know when you can do it again. All right, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. That was awesome. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. Shooting the shit with all the writers too. I used to do that all the time and then now I can do it in a different way, which is fun. He's passionate about those. Oh yeah. You you can tell he he will talk all day, man. You get him going. He's great. He's great. We've got a FT replay review. That's what we're calling it coming your way next. So you're going to look back at something from the week and and rack it back and give me a little replay analysis of it. Um, So Kratzy, you're up first. I think the audio will let you know what happened, but we had Yarborough on and I was talking to him about when we played against him in the 2020 COVID season playoffs. Yes. Anymore, I'll let you know. Okay. He could see a tip and that's why he absolutely racked you to left field. Okay. All the time. <laughs> this guy, I was like, oh man, are you kidding me? That's, that's actually kind of funny, but I'm going to have to go back and look at this now. My gosh. Oh man. It was, it was like, it was, I remember, I remember he got put in the lineup and he's like, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to wreck this guy. And nobody else could see the tip. I don't know if it was from the left side that you could see it better. And he goes, oh, we're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. I think we had three hits and he had all three of them. It was yeah, probably for a homer too. Like I think uh, I threw a CD against them one year and I think he had a homer off me. That game. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy, like I normally handle my lefties really well. I'm like, this guy just somehow all the time, like just laying off these sliders. Don't get it. It all making yep. sense. Come together. <laughs> I like the whole, I like the, like what I loved about that was the emotion of him finding out. And then it gave him about uh, 20 to 30 seconds for it to like settle in. And he's like, it all makes sense now. So he was like, he was pissed that there was a tip. But then he's like, okay, it's fine. Like, he, he had the time to process. Guardy's out of the league. You know, now it makes sense. And now, like, it almost – it built him up a little bit. Like, 
okay, I am still good. Even though he, he kind of owned me in my career, I'm, I'm good. He was kind of cheating. That's right. That's fair cheating. You're allowed. Right? Oh, for sure. Real quick explanation, Kratzy, of, a, uh, of, of what tipping's all about for an audience that might not know about it and how big it is in the sport. I mean, you got guys like almost like a full-time job working on it, right? Yes. Tipping is huge. And it is something that anytime you can get an advantage from a pitcher who is unbeknownst to him telling you what pitch is coming from anything from a tilt of the glove to I've seen it where, you know, a guy comes set and the height of his glove is different to how many times his foot taps on the ground to we played one guy Every time he got a, he would throw a changeup. He would hold his changeup and put it in his glove, so he never had to move. He wouldn't open his mouth, but every time he would hold the changeup and put it in, when he put his hand in in his glove from the stretch, he would open his mouth to change the pitches, so you knew it wasn't a changeup. It was like, oh my goodness! And some guys, some guys, this is crazy. They're like, I, I don't want to know what's coming. Because they would just swing no matter what. They're like, oh, I know a changeup's coming here. And they would just flail at it no matter where it is. And you'd look stupid. But most guys, after you practice it a little bit, it becomes a ridiculous advantage. It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hit the ball hard. That's Have you had one before yeah. where oh my God. seems like you've had some? Yeah. And I, I said like, it, hey, I, we got this I guy. said it before. I, I told Chili Davis, you – you give me 60% of what's coming. If you know 60%, I'll take it because it's too damn hard. Yep. Listen, he got 40% wrong, but that one time, all right, I got it. Like, yeah. And if I strike out, like, that's the thing. If you know that, if yeah. you strike out, you can't be mad because mm -hmm. you got to be 100% in or 100% out, whether, you know, you believe it or not. But, yes. You could have enough production in one game if you've got a guy's yeah. hit, right, to oh cover a week. It's yeah, you, you're feeling good that week. You're feeling really good. <laughs> and they always gave the tips. They always gave the tips to the starters. It always seemed like on the days when the backup guys were playing, it's like, yeah. nah, we don't got anything yeah. on this guy. And I'm like, man, one time. And I remember we had a tip on a guy, and I got out there, and I was like, yes, this is going to be unbelievable. Oh, for three, two rockets, oh. and a punch out on a ball that was probably three feet out of the zone because oh, I knew yeah. a slider was coming. I'm like. This is it. It's gonna be a hanging slider. Oh, it was hanging. It was hanging well out of well out of the strike zone in a left-handed batter's box. <laughs> Too funny, man. Too funny. You're up. All right. My my replay, FP, review. replay review was talking with Max Muncie about the guy that proposed on the field, jumped on the field during the game. He proposed and absolutely got depleted. Um, it was a sight to see. If if you guys haven't seen this yet, this is absolutely phenomenal. Got on one knee, proposed, and here comes the security guy. <laughs> Whoa, got taken out. But the thing was, he held on to that ring. He so did. He, he didn't went, fumble. He did not fumble and that Muncie ring. he had a breakdown. Let's run it. Hey, let me ask you about the dude <laughs> that got absolutely dismantled on, on, the, on the proposal he tried doing. I mean, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got up there. This guy came out of nowhere, dude. They don't mess around with security at Dodger Stadium. That's, uh, That's awesome. you know. Unfortunately, we we have a situation like that happen probably once a homestand, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that that security team there they get it taken care of very fast normally. Um, unfortunately, that guy just kind of put himself in a position to uh, uh, you know get get hit sticked right there, and uh, I think um, the the overhead video where you see uh, Lourdes Gurriel 
kind of celebrating that posing and then all of a sudden he puts his hands over his head i think that's probably yeah. the perfect reaction that everyone had it was kind of like hey this is awesome this guy's proposing and then oh my gosh if you go was... on uh if you go on that field there you will get hogtied and carried out of the stadium it's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. the verbiage used there so i heard dismantled hit stick Ooh. hogtied and that's an A-plus breakdown by, by you and Muncy. We'll there. take it. Hogtied? We'll take it. Listen, it's not, my, <laughs> not part of my verbiage, but I, I knew what he meant. So all good. That's good. I like it. All right, I'm up. Yeah, how about you? So this was fresh from Thursday, end of the show. AJ's on. I hadn't seen this clip before. Have you seen this? Did you catch the end of Thursday? If you didn't, you're going to like it. I, I can't. No, I did not see it. Oh, you're going to love this because yeah. AJ's your boy. Ready? So AJ <laughs> got hit by a pitch back in the day. Oh, but, okay. I saw early. But I, did he get hit by a pitch? Yes, <laughs> technically. But should he have been hit by that pitch? He hit running. A little saucery? Or yeah. Oh, two pitch. Go. Did that he lean into him. this pitch? Back to back, hit batsman. And that forces in a run. We're going to get an argument. Steve Reed's <laughs> saying Brzezinski did nothing to get out of the way. Oh, Steve Reed look at Clint Hurdle. Just got out of the game. <laughs> Clint Hurdle trying to Ooh, there's, there's contact with Reed the away from Reed. the umpire. <laughs> They're showing us the replay I'm right now. Without oh, AJ. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's so bad on the replay. The best what are you talking about? I totally tried to get out of the way. I mean, that was an easy RBI. The best Wait. part is it was a 9-2 nine, nine to two ball game. RBI, though. RBI. We, got our, we, got a... we got ice. We got ice. Wow, man. I mean, and he put, you saw after he did it. It's like a swim move. Yeah, and he put his head down like, man, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. That was, <laughs> that was cheap, man. Cheap AJ, of course. Have you ever leaned into a pitch? Again? No, HPP? no, because they square me up every time. <laughs> I'm jumping out. Of, I'm not one but of those guys. that guy, guy wasn't I'm trying not, to hit him. I know. Well, AJ's, of course, trying to get a cheap one. If I was Reed, I'd be yelling at AJ, not the umpire. Right, I agree. He put his head down, man. Come on, put your head up and look at him. <laughs> Give him a laugh. That, was, that, was, that wasn't right. <laughs> it was hilarious. No, I think I think Eric's getting thrown out of that game too. If you're the catcher, let's go, dude. Oh, absolutely, man! That ball was coming back. That dude was. I was. I was all over AJ for it. Like, dude, a sinking, a sinking right-handed, like a whatever he was, submarine, not even submarine, sidearm righty in there, nine-two in Colorado. That ball should have been put in the bleachers. Time for uh, a little slap hands action. Um, I'm gonna. Let's go, baby. I'm going to start because um, I don't always do it, but when there's a notable birthday, I'll throw it out there. This one's very specific because I've got Padres beating the Braves tonight mm. to try and stay sizzling hot. Josh Hader, happy birthday. Nice. Okay. It's 5 2 in the ninth. You're in ATL, maybe a guy or two on, and he's going to shut the door and say, Bring Happy left. birthday. Let's go, baby. I go Adrian Beltre, man. One of my yeah. idols growing up, man, at third base. Uh, happy birthday, Adrian. I don't know how old you are, dude, but you did it right, man. Yeah, ageless wonder when he was playing. He was good right until the finish line. Kratz hats, what do you got today? Guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, too. Yeah, Talking about that. Beltre now. That's Very a first, first ballot. Now we're going. I still got, This is the next one that came out. Nobody knows what that is. What is that? Nobody. That's it's not a minor league hat, so you wouldn't know. But this is the EMU Royals, my college. These hats, when we were seniors, we didn't like our hats, or maybe juniors. I'm not sure. We didn't like our hats, so our coach was like, "Well, if you don't like the hats, 
design your own hat. So what we did was we took the the R. Remember the company Rusty? No, no. You don't remember Rusty? No, I know Rusty Coons. Yeah, yeah, Rusty Coons, first base coach. <laughs> That's a good hat for him. No, no. This was this. These are Rusty. The company was Rusty, and so we took that R, and there was like a little dot on it. So we erased the R, and they became our hats. And so these were our these were our college hats. I still got it to this day, rocking it. Kratz hats in full effect. Let's D3 go. D three college style. We have to give Frage a chance to respond here. Uh-oh. We got to throw the poll up there because <laughs> AJ was all over you, but mm. you have some analysis on how these polls go because you have fans of AJ, you got yeah. fans of you, you got fans of the White Sox. It's not, it's not even a real poll. If you want the truth, we had over 95,000 people look at it. Oh, view. Who had the better first pitch. Yeah, but it's not the better. Yeah, almost 100,000 views so, on it. Yeah, and we only had 915 votes. So. Yeah, that's because a lot of people no. are scared to no. piss one of you guys no, off. No, not that. Here's the thing. That's a we, lot of we, votes, by we, the way. We put it up, all these weird rules. Who had, now the, who had the better first pitch? No, we the bet the bet was who threw the strike better, or who threw a strike. I was the only one to throw it a strike. He threw it a foot outside or inside, depending on who's hitting. He might have threw it harder because he was that's AJ trying to top everybody. But for me, <laughs> it's who threw a strike, and I was the only one to threw a strike. So. You know, the brass of foul territory, we got to talk a little bit, all right? We got to make sure you come through me before we put that up because the bet was who threw the strike. And I was the only one that did it. So there shouldn't even been a vote. Should have been 100% towards me. <laughs> Bottom line. Kratzy, you be the judge. I mean, here's what I say. If neither can win, I say the prize goes to me. So both of you <laughs> need to send me. <laughs> there you go. Here's the good news, though. We've got those baseballs. We're going to work on a little giveaway action yes. at some point. We've got yes, both we of those first-pitch baseballs, and we'll get them signed and figure something out. So stay tuned on that one. And uh, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Frasier Friday, people. Enjoy your games. Good luck on your Nerfy Friday. Good luck to me. I got a lot of pressure. It's been taking me a long time to come up with my locks because I don't want to lose. But, you know, all good things come to an end. Yes, they do. I, um, you I think hope, I'm okay tonight? tonight? Who you I got want... tonight? Braves or Padres? I'm going, I'm going Braves. Oh. Sorry. Uh, we'll be texting all night. Love that. Love that. See you guys. Next week, we are announcing new hosts. We're not getting rid of these guys, but new hosts joining us. And they are... Oh, sorry, my mic just got cut off. You'll see him next week. Three new hosts on FT Live.